we just give God a big praise all over the building? Come on, can we bless the Lord? Come on, just make a holy sound. Make a holy sound and release it to him. Come on, open up your mouths and bless him. Come on, open up your mouths and saturate this place. The presence of the Lord is here. But I believe that if we would collectively just give him worship and praise. Come on, if we would collectively open our mouths for the next 60 seconds and just give him praise. I believe that heaven is about to touch down in about 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Come on, somebody open your mouth and give him glory. Bless him with the fruit of your lips. Oh, you are worthy, Lord. We give you praise, we give you worship. We give you praise, we give you worship. We give you praise, we give you worship. Oh, hallelujah to your name, Lord. Oh, hallelujah to your name, Lord. Come on, somebody make a sound in the room. Oh, there is a sound. A sound there is a sound a sound that pierces the darkness there is a sound there is a sound that opens the heavens there is a sound come on somebody ring the heavens with your praise come on ring the heavens with your praise i know we've been singing and praising and worshiping but if you would just open up your mouth, release a sound of deliverance. There is a sound of breakthrough. There's a sound of breakthrough in this place. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now come on, let me hear you open your mouth and release a sound. Come on, a breakthrough and freedom. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, all I need is one person on your row that would open your mouth and shout out with the Shabbat in this room. I believe that your Shabbat is getting ready to bring freedom to your row. Oh, I hear a sound. I hear a sound that the earth has never heard before. There is a sound that your ears have never heard before. There is a sound that's never entered into your ears. It's a sound of deliverance. Oh, I can hear the region crying out. It's a sound of breakthrough. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody clap those hands and give God praise for a sound. Oh, come on, this church has the sound. Tell somebody you're carrying the sound. Hold up one second. Tell somebody beside you you're carrying the sound in you. Come on, find somebody else and tell them you're carrying the sound. It's a sound that the region has never heard before. It's a sound, come on, that brings breakthrough. It's a sound that causes dead things to be resurrected. Come on, find somebody else behind you and tell them you carry the sound. Now tell them for just 30 seconds, let me hear you release that sound out of your mouth. Come on, one more time, open your mouth. 
release a sound. Oh, come on, that's it. I just saw the angels come in. Right there, right there, right there. Come on, that's it. Heaven is open over you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, release your wind and fire in this room. Release your wind and fire in this place. Ah, oh, let your spirit move. Hallelujah. Come on, just clap those hands and bless the Lord. Amen. I'll move, but I feel something shaking in the room. Amen. Tell somebody I feel something moving in this room. We're not inviting the Holy Spirit in. He's already here. Amen. The Lord was bringing deliverance while the woman of God was singing. And, and then we saw breakthrough come while the man of God was standing and I guess giving announcements. But that was preaching right there. Some good preaching. Amen. And, you know, I'm so honored to just stand uh, in this region and to stand uh, with my brother. And so I want us to give a loud celebration for the apostolic bishop. Come on. Apostle Randall Furlow. Come on. And his lovely wife, Pastor Autumn. Come on, church. We can do better. It's such an honor to stand in your ministry and to minister on your platform. I don't take it lightly. And I know that what you're doing in your region, and not just in this region, but around the world, uh, is so anointed, is potent, it's powerful. And this is just the beginning. Tell somebody this is just the beginning. Come on, tell them by this time next year, this room won't be able to hold what God's about to do. Come on, just tell them by this time next year, Oh, I came with an apostolic word and decree that expansion has just hit this room. You might not see it, but I already saw it. You might not know it, but it's already here. Come on, find somebody that believes you and tell them by this time next year, this ministry is about to give birth to another phase of the global assignment. Hallelujah. Oh, it's coming. As a prophetic sign, I just want you to stretch out. Just push somebody beside you. Tell them, make room, make room, make room, make room, make room. There are 500 coming, make room. Come on, there's a 1,000 coming, make room. There are people that you've never met before that are coming, make room. Make room because they're coming. Make room because they're coming. All right. See if I can do my job. Amen. I want to honor, amen, this amazing gift that we have in the body of Christ. We have him, uh, we have the honor of having him in our network, uh, Jabula. Uh, but really, he is a gift to the body of Christ. And uh, I tell everybody that uh, I talk to when I speak of him about the wisdom that he carries. And there is such an apostolic wisdom that's, that's within him. And so I want you to help me honor, amen, Bishop Roderick Roberts, come on. Come on, church. We can honor him a little bit better than that. Amen. Of Jabula, North America. Amen. It's such an honor to be a part 
of what he's doing even within this region and in our nation. And so I also want to honor all of the apostles, pastors, bishops, teachers, pastor. Amen. Tell everybody he honors everybody. I don't want to forget anyone because you know how that is. So let's go to Luke chapter number 8. Luke chapter number 8. And uh, we'll begin reading at verse 26. Luke chapter 8 verse 26. And we'll go all the way through uh, verse 32. For those of you that read, how many of you read? Oh God, only two hands went up. How many of you read? <laughs> For those of you that read, amen, I have a book that recently came out entitled Prophetic Forecast. And uh, I, unfortunately, I did not bring any with me, but uh, you can order it. You can find it. Uh, she said, give it to you. Is it your birthday? but you're special what okay I'm gonna give you this book she said give it to I'll sign it and give it to you after but for those of you that uh, want this some people got their books here how many of you already have the book all right books are going up amen thank God for those of you that have supported this book it's really confounded our publishing company and uh, they had to go and change their entire model uh, to try to mirror what God did with this and so they were asking, what did you do? I said, there was no natural strategy, but the Lord had a strategy. And so it's been an instant uh, bestseller, and it's in stores everywhere. And for those of you that read, go pick it up and, and enjoy. Amen. But let's go to Luke uh, chapter 8, verses 26, all the way through uh, verse 32. When you have it, just shout amen. amen. It says, then they sailed to the country uh, of the Gennesarens, it says, which is opposite Galilee. It says, and when he stepped out onto the land, a man from the city met him who was possessed with demons, and he had not put on clothing for a long time and was not living in a house but among the tombs. It says, and seeing Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, what business do you have with me? Jesus, son of the most high God, I beg you, one translation says, I adjure you by the court of heaven, do not torment me before my time. For he had already commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had seized him many times, and he was bound with chains and shackles and kept under guard, and yet he would break the restraints and be driven by the demons into the desert. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they were begging him not to command them to go away into the abyss. Now there was a herd of many pigs feeding there on the mountain. And the demons begged him to permit them to enter the pigs. And he gave them permission. And the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and choked. Father, we thank you for your word that's coming forth tonight. I pray that there will be such an open heaven that whatever it is that you desire to be released, your people would receive it instantly. And so, Father, we remove every hindrance out of this atmosphere. We take authority over every mind-binding spirit that comes to sit upon the minds of the people. We command you to be broken now by the power and authority of Jesus Christ. And, Father, I give you permission, Holy Spirit, as always, to think through my mind. 
Speak through my mouth. Whatever you desire to say, let it be said. And so, Father, we are careful to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And let your anointing be released that makes teaching and preaching easy. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. Amen. The Lord gave me an assignment uh, when I got the invitation and I could feel the assignment for um, this house, but not just for this house, but the assignment for the region and the area that you really already have been uh, pushing into and you've really already been breaking down certain strongholds uh, that have been set up over time within this region. But I heard the Lord say to me uh, these words, dismantling the legion in the region. Everybody say dismantling the legion in the region. And so when we look at where we are right now uh, in uh, this period in history, we're in a very challenging time. It's really one of the best of times in the midst of one of the worst of times. Uh, all around us, we have been witnessing uh, so much death within not just our country, but within the world. Uh, then at the same time, we have seen uh, within the church system a shedding of the old. And we've seen God dismantling so much within the institution of the church. And then also building and rebuilding within his house. We've seen within uh, the prophetic community a wave of deliverance come. Uh, sometimes deliverance is when something is cast out of you. But then there is a deliverance when you are brought out of something. And so within the prophetic community, we've seen a wave of deliverance come uh, due to uh, fortune tellers, witches, and warlocks uh, that have disguised themselves as prophets that have been giving you word, words for years uh, where the Lord has begun to expose those things and then bring a cleansing within his house. And the Bible says that cleansing or judgment starts in the house of God, which means that we are... Uh, oftentimes ready to point our finger at the world, but the Lord is looking at the church, saying, what have we done with the assignment that he has given us? Have we carried it out? Have we uh, been operating with clean hands? And unfortunately, within many regions, there are not many uh, that have been able to keep themselves from the contamination of the systems that they have been called to serve in. And so there are those that are called to serve systems and we are called uh, to govern over those systems. But it's very easy to get sucked into the system that you've been called to govern. And this is why people get to a certain point within their gifting and a certain point where the Lord gives influence. But then there is this great battle with money, uh, even though I've been assigned to govern money. Uh, I don't serve money, I govern money. But when the Lord gives you that assignment, uh, if you begin to look uh, in another direction, it's very easy for you to then become contaminated with the thing that you're supposed to be managing. And so what I find is that the Lord has had us in a period of uh, cleansing one cycle after the other. And then not only has the prophetic community been going through uh, a cleansing where people again have been prophesying out of their emotions, out of their will, out of their own desires, out of their own political affiliations. And so if I like you as my uh, uh, leader or elected official, then I'm going to prophesy that you are the one that's supposed to be there. And if I don't like you and you do win, then I'm going to have to prophesy judgment on the people who elected you. 
And so it's really this flesh type of uh, system. It's a hybrid thing um, that's begin to happen where uh, it's there in scripture where we see part fish and part man. It's part flesh uh, and it's part spirit where uh, you can take maybe uh, 25%. I've been going to places where, you know, people want to call you out and, and minister to you, which I love prophetic ministry is what we do. But there are times where I was just somewhere I couldn't take but maybe 10% of the prophecy that they gave. And so we're having to weed through prophecies and fight through. Now, what is a familiar spirit? What What is your human spirit? And, and then the 10% that's actually God speaking through you. And so, you know, we've been in that kind of season where uh, the discernment of the church has got to rise. Where the Lord is now, I believe, commanding our discernment to come up to another place. Because, unfortunately, we've been in a place where many people can't tell the difference between what is true and what is false. Many people cannot tell the difference between what is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit and what is a demonic manifestation. And just because we fall out in the floor and because we dance or shout doesn't mean that we are possessed by the Holy Spirit. It might mean that we are possessed by another spirit. And so we want to find out not to just judge others, but to look within ourselves. What kind of spirit am I operating in with my anointed, gifted self? What kind of spirit are we operating in? Because especially if we've been uh, in our kind of church, I'll put it that way, uh, in our kind of church, we have so many that preach the best. We have so many that sing the best. Uh, they are some of the most gifted people, some of the most accurate when it comes to prophecy. The Lord has placed those gifts within our communities. And so because we're always around giftedness, it's easy for us to begin to uh, look at giftedness as the anointing. And so we don't know the difference between what's the anointing and what is your gift. Because if you are a prophet, you can call anybody out in the room and prophesy accurately to them. But it does not mean that the Holy Spirit has given you the permission to do it. And so we have giftings, but there is a difference between the anointing. And what I sense now is that God is placing a demand on his church for us to get back to the oil. Because it's going to take oil in order for us to accomplish the assignments that the Lord has placed upon our life. And so our giftedness is not enough. Our giftedness, our ability to preach and teach and sing and do all of those great things that we've been so anointed to do. As a matter of fact, we do it so well that the people have become desensitized to it. We are one of the only kinds of communities where uh, we have to sing our lungs out in order to move an atmosphere. We got to preach until we ain't got no more breath in us and our blood pressure has shot through the roof in order for whatever demonic spirit that you've been dealing with for you to finally decide to let it go because we are some of the most gifted people and because we are gifted we become callous uh, to what what we see around us and so we say well I've seen that before I've heard that before you know what well you've already I've heard that message before but when we understand the depths and the dimensions of the Holy Spirit we understand that repetition 
repetition is key in order for growth to happen. And so sometimes when you've heard it before, the Lord says, I'm going to give it to you again. Because when I start announcing it over and over again, it is a prophetic sign to you that you are that much closer to what I'm about to do in your life. And so I'll give you the dream once. And that's, that's just to sound the alarm and to get you ready. But when I give you the dream a second time, that tells you that you're coming up to a place where what you have seen is about to become reality. But when I give it to you a third time, you just step out of stagnation and stepped over into acceleration. And there's about 30 of you in this room that the Lord said to tell you you're moving from stagnation into prophetic and apostolic acceleration which means that by the time you even leave here tonight what you've been praying for and what you've been waiting on it's about to run you down come on tell somebody God's about to chase you down with blessing Come on, tell them God's about to chase you down. When the blessing of the Lord comes over your life, you don't have to run after the blessing. The blessing will find you. It'll show up at your doorstep. The blessing will find you in your cubicle at work. You're about to be run down with the blessing of the Lord just because it is the timing of God for it. Come on, somebody say it with confidence. It's my time. That's not arrogance. That's your identity. Come on, say it again. It's my time. There have been many seasons where it was not your time, but today the Lord brings about a shift where he said to me, tell the people that the times are beginning to change. And so it's very possible that within this room that the time can shift for 100 of us, but there could be 50 people standing out in the lobby that were left in a different time. When the Lord begins to bring about a time shift, you can't see it in the natural. It don't make sense with your natural eyes. But in the spirit, you are living under a different spigot. You're living under a different system. Now, I want you to say it again with confidence like you a preacher. Come on, get your best preaching voice and tell your neighbor, my time has shifted. Come on, tell them it's my time. Okay, please be seated. All right, let me get back to this. We got to deal with this. But somebody's time just shifted in the house. We got to deal with this, but somebody's time just shifted. Jesus walks up. He walks up to a tree that's been sitting there. Nobody was really doing anything. The tree wasn't really bothering anybody, but he saw leaves on the tree. And so when you study the fig tree, then you know that when there are leaves on the tree, there should be fruit on that tree. Uh, fig trees are one of the rare trees where the fruit are produced first and then the leaves. And so because there were leaves, there should have been figs. And so here it is that Jesus comes up to the tree. But the Bible says that it was not the time for figs yet. So then why would he curse a tree that was out of season that still was not producing even though it was not the season? He said to, in front of the disciples, he said, I'm cursing this tree in so many words. And they marveled at this and they begin to wonder why would he do this when, when it's out of season? And so you must understand that when Jesus came uh, in front of that tree, the tree should have recognized the power of the season changer that it just stepped on the scene, which meant that he had the ability, even though it was not its season, he had the ability to shift 
to seize it. So some of you are sitting here and when you walked in this room, it was not your time. When you stepped in this room, it was not your season. But because you are under this anointing and because you are under this canopy and this prophetic and apostolic umbrella, the Lord says there is a decree coming down over you that it was not your time, but now your time has just shifted. So this means that your tree has to obey the season changer that's in the room. Come on, clap your hands and tell somebody the season changer is in the some of you still don't believe but when you when you are submitted under authority that that bishopric anointing that apostolic anointing has the ability to to decree a word over you and change everything we find that this happened when we look at uh, Jesus he comes to a particular place uh, at a wedding and when he gets to this this wedding you know the story they end up drinking so much that they run out of wine and so here is the mother of Jesus going uh, to him saying whatever to the servants whatever he tells you to do just do it and so he looked at her and said woman it's not my so when you look at some of these things that look like contradictions within scripture you have to ask yourself the question why is it placed there why did God allow this to be placed there and so his mother didn't even respond to that question again she said whatever he tells you to do do it and automatically he stepped over and began to do it based upon her word and so you know the story that he took water and changed it into wine and it was some of the best wine that they had ever tasted but when you do the research on it you'll find that uh, this was not just a natural thing that occurred uh, there were stone pots that he took and they filled them up with water during that time period they didn't use stone pots there was only really one tier of people that used stone pots and it would have been the high priest in that area so when he steps over into the wedding it was a prophetic sign of covenant and when he took water and turned it over into wine he was saying that this high priest has now been removed and there is another high priest that's about to step in but why is it that even though it was not his time the time shifted because you got to go back to Luke chapter number two in Luke chapter number two we find that Jesus was just a young boy uh, but somehow his parents seemed to have lost him they did not know where he was, could not find him. Three days later, they ended up finding him where? In the temple. And he said, didn't you know I would be about my father's business? But the Bible says in the latter part of that chapter, in Luke chapter number two, that from that time on, he submitted himself unto Mary and Joseph, which means when you fast forward to the wedding, once he now is no longer a child, but he's now an adult. And when he says, woman, it's not my time Mary stood with a bishopric anointing she stood under what represents an apostolic anointing and when she said whatever he tells you to do it was as the words were coming out of her mouth that the time of Jesus had just shifted can I tell you this tonight that as the words the prophetic words are coming out of my mouth you don't need to wait to be hit by some kind of voltage in this room but as I'm speaking and prophesying I'm telling you tonight that your time has just shifted in this place tonight. This means that you might have come in broke, but you get ready to leave out with an influx. Somebody shout increases my. You might have come in sick, 
but you get ready to leave out healed somebody shout I am here you might have come in in poverty but God said to tell you that you're getting ready to leave out with a transfer that you've never had before why because my time just changed I need you to shake your neighbor and tell them your time has shifted to Jesus I feel like there's a wind that's about to hit them please be seated we'll get back to it please be seated because what I'm sensing in the room is that even though the Lord will shift and change our times we we have to understand that when he does as the Apostle Paul said there is a wide door open unto me but there are many adversaries there are many that oppose me that try to stand in my way and so in order for you to walk in the fullness of what the Lord is speaking over you, we're going to have to deal with the enemies that are standing in front of you. We're going to have to deal with the demonic spirits that you have been wrestling with and fighting with. Here in Luke chapter number 8, Jesus had to deal with and confront um, this demonic force that had been uh, within the region. The word legion there uh, is a word that was used by the Roman soldiers of that time. And this word legion uh, was around 6,826 soldiers. And it's interesting to me that these demonic spirits would use that term because it denoted organization was not just about a number it was about a regiment it was about a rank and order and these demonic spirits understood their rank they understood their order they knew their assignment and one of the things that really baffles me when we deal with demonic spirits and dismantling them is how is it that the realm of the demonic understand rank and order and assignment but the church the church in the west does not how is it that demonic spirits know how not to break rank? They understand what their position is. And they understand how to move in unity. And you don't see one demon spirit getting jealous of another demon spirit. And saying, well, no, actually, that's my position. And I'm the one that's supposed to do it. But why is it that within the church, we see disunity and disorder? We see this kind of disorder where we get all bent out of shape we want to name ourselves a thing and the thing about order and rank is yes order and rank comes with title but before it is titled it has an identity which means that you can take that bike and you can put it in your garage and say that it is a car and you can call it that but it is not a car if it does not do what a car does we're the only ones in, in within uh, the church that have this kind of mindset where we can operate in disorder and think that we're still going to attract the glory of the Lord. One of the things that we're about to see in this new era is a great order is about to come back to God's house. I'm not talking about control, witchcraft, or sorcery. I'm talking about real genuine order because when there is order in the house of God, there is divine covering and protection. When there is order in the house of God then those that have foresight are able to see beyond what you are able to see to ward off the attacks of the enemy and shut it down completely come on somebody shout order in the house of God 
He's bringing order, but because we've been so uh, within our flesh and some of us have been abused by authority and some of us have dealt with uh, such wickedness within the flesh that we thought, well, it's okay to rebel against the order of God. But that is not, amen, in alignment within the word, with the word of God. When the Lord calls us, he calls us into order. And so demonic spirits understand order. They understand rank. And the Lord is saying, I'm calling my church back to an understanding of order and rank. You cannot deal with the demonic spirit that you have not been authorized to deal with. You cannot deal with certain principalities that you don't qualify in the spirit to deal with. And those that have been trying to pick up assignments that are not theirs are going to now begin to take on warfare that is not theirs. And so we must be careful what we try to take on. We have to be careful of the things that we try to call our that we are not can I just say that in the house for the reason because what's been happening within the body of Christ is that many of us have been walking around with an orphan spirit and because we have this orphan spirit we are not aware spiritually that we have been grafted in meaning that I have been accepted you never have to call me by it you never have to title me as it I am who I am come on somebody say I am who I am that's just who I an orphan spirit says, call me this. An orphan spirit says, you have to make me this way. Well, you got to put me in this position. Or you got to do it like this. Oh, but when you know that you've been accepted into the beloved of God, this means that you can be in your apostolic grace sitting in the back of the room. But you know who you are in God. Meaning nobody has to acknowledge you. Nobody has to call you out. Call me by my first name. It does not change who I am. Because see, some people will do it to try to disrespect. But by the time you've got up to me, the anointing on my life has already shut down the demonic spirit that's been trying to work through you. So while we are so interested and invested in building dynasties and kingdoms, the Lord says, I'm calling my people into order to help build my kingdom and establish it. It has already been established, but we are the defenders of the faith within the earth. Come on, somebody shout orders. Come back and so this demonic spirit these spirits understood order they didn't speak up with various names they weren't trying to make a name for themselves individually they said we are legion that's that's who we are Oh, but what happens when the church is, is called or identified? Well, you got to identify me by this because I only believe in this and that. I only believe this way and I, you know, I don't fellowship with them because, you know, they don't do it like this. But what, what happened when the church comes to a place of maturity and unity? Well, we are no longer intimidated by each other's gifts. We are no longer intimidated by your anointing. Why would you be intimidated by somebody else's anointing when you got your own? Oh, come on, somebody. Why? Why would I be intimidated by your ministry of healing when I can step over into a gift of healing myself? And there are so many people that need to be healed that it's enough for all of us to operate and minister together. We all get a seat out of the table, at the table. But we have to understand.
understand that order attracts the glory of the Lord. When we embrace the order of God, the glory of God will then begin to sweep like a tsunami through our houses of worship. When we embrace that kind of order. And so when Jesus encountered this force, this demonic force, he asked, what is the name of that spirit that had had this man bound? But we then have to back up just a little bit to the previous chapter. When you find this uh, in Mark chapter number 5, you look in uh, the previous chapter, Mark chapter 4, and we see that Jesus had been teaching, and all of a sudden he said, let's go to the other side. We've got to go from where we are, and we've got to go to this other side. Now, on the way there, out of the blue came this powerful storm system. Um, this storm system was so powerful that the Bible says that it began to beat up against this, the boat. It began to beat up against the boat to the point that expert fishermen that were used to being fishermen in storms began to panic. And they were in a panic saying, Jesus, do you not even care that we are going to perish? You're sleeping in this boat. And so you know the story. Jesus then commands the winds to cease. The Bible says he rebuked the winds and they obeyed him and the winds calmed themselves and then he gets to dry land and immediately he is met by this man that is possessed with the legion and some people don't connect the two together because you understand that the editors put chapters and verses but when this was actually written there was no chapter separating the story before from this one here and so what I find is that when we are dealing with legions within our region that we must deal with it in one area first before we can settle it in the earth. This means that the legion that was in this man was not just tormenting this man. It had that entire part of the city on lockdown. The people were terrified because he would begin to bring destruction on himself and try to harm others. And so the entire region was on lockdown. The way that Jesus had to handle this is he had to deal with it in the storm system first before he dealt with it on the land so while he's on the way from one side over to the other here comes the winds that begin to beat can I tell you this that your greatest battle is not here on the earth your greatest battle has never been here on this earth. Your battle is where? It's in the air. Somebody say in the air. People will ask, well, where is Satan? Where is Lucifer? Well, has he already been cast into the lake of fire? Where well, is he bound? Is he in the second heaven? No. The Bible gives us understanding of this. And the Bible says that he is the prince of the power of what? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. He's the prince of the power of the air. He is not the prince of the air. He's the prince of the power of the air, which means that he has been given permission to use airways as a vehicle to do his bidding. He uses the airways as a vehicle to do his trading and his demonic commerce. But when you want to deal with the legion that has been stopping up your region, you cannot do it with earthbound prayers. You can't do it from your earthly position. You've got to be able to go up in the realm of the spirit and make a decree on his territory you gotta be willing to deal with it in the air tell somebody deal with it in the air which means that we are called to atmosphere
atmospheres first. We are called to deal with atmospheres. We don't just gauge atmospheres. We set them. We don't just come into a room and say, well, something's off with the atmosphere. No, if you got enough anointing in you, when you step over into a room, you say something's off. Now let me set it. Because how many of us have been in church and we see them up doing worship and we see them praying and people are just talking, oh, something's hard. This atmosphere is just hard. But I thought you were anointed. But I thought you were an intercessor. Well, nobody gave me the mic, but I thought your anointing could work without a microphone. And so if you understand your authority, you know how to go up in the realm of the spirit and deal with it. And so we're going to have to take the airways by force. This is one of the reasons why God is now getting ready to give his ministers new positions and platforms in the airways. This is the reason why you have to be on television. This is the reason why you can't get off social media. This is the reason why you got to be on lives because you're combating something in your airway system. It's also why the devil tried to to shut you down he does not want your ministry to have a voice and so he tries to hinder the voice of your ministry but the Lord sent me on an assignment tonight with apostolic authority to tell you that your voice is about to be amplified I'm telling you that your voice is about to receive amplification. This means God is about to blow on your sound. He's about to expand your reach so that when you speak, it carries weight in the spirit. Come on, somebody lay hands on your own voice and say, God is amplifying my voice. And so he said to me, he said, you've got to begin to prophesy this, that I'm about to open up the airways for my prophets and apostles, that I'm about to bring them on local news stations. I'm about to sit them down with governors and mayors. I'm about to sit them down with those who deal with government in their state and in their city. Why? Because he said, I'm giving you a voice. And some of you that had a voice, but you lost your voice, he said, I'm getting ready to give you your voice back your voice is your influence your voice is your ability to say a word and thousands of people hear it and begin to run with it and so we're about to step into new realms of influence you're about to step into new realms of authority where yes you've been anointed now God said watch me pour influence into your life where when you say it the people will gather when you release it, the people will come. Somebody shout, he's amplifying my voice. Come on, you better say that with authority. That's why Jesus had to open his mouth and rebuke the winds. He didn't just ride the storm out. He rebuked the winds. Somebody tell your neighbor, rebuke the wind. You got to know how to rebuke it. There are times you must open up your mouth because your words are powerful. When you say it, it must obey what you have said. You got to speak to the air and command the air to obey. You got to learn how to speak to the air and command it to come into alignment. Somebody shall rebuke the wind. I've shared this before, but I was on an airplane and the plane was about to go down. They didn't know what to do. They were trying to make an emergency landing. We begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. 
voice with such power but I could hear the Holy Ghost saying in me command the air to obey your voice there are times that they don't know what to do but there's enough power in you to say I shall live and not I will live it's not my time yet this plane can't go down yet come on somebody open your mouth and say rebuke the wind there are times that a spirit of death will try to come up against you you've got to have enough authority to look death in the face and say it's not my time yet i put a stop to your agenda i put a stop to your assignment i severed the plan i stopped the curse it's reversed in the name of jesus i just heard the holy ghost say that there are death decrees that are being broken in this room tonight the devil tried to set an appointment but it's breaking tonight somebody shout it's breaking it's breaking tonight the spirit of premature death is being shut down tonight shake somebody and tell them i will i will live and not die i will live and not die i will live the curse is broken put praise on that right there come on somebody shout i heard him say it's broken you can't leave yet your time ain't up yet you can't leave yet your time's not up yet there's a second wind that's about to hit your life somebody shout a second wind is coming oh somebody just praise him right there oh it's a second wind God's about to resurrect what was dead in you. He's about to bring to life what was barren in you. The devil thought he could kill your vision. The devil thought he could kill your ministry. The devil thought he could kill your purpose. But I came with an announcement tonight that what the devil tried has already failed. Somebody shout right there. It failed, it failed, it failed, it failed. It failed, it failed, it failed. Come on, somebody say no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. When the devil throws arrows at your mind, you can declare it failed, it failed, it failed. When he tried to attack your body, with the spirit of infirmity you can boldly declare i might be suffering but it's only for a little while the attack is over the storm is over it failed come on tell somebody it failed now shout if you believe right there come on there's a wave that's hitting the room I saw the spirit of death just leave. I saw the spirit of death just leave. You cannot, will not, shall not die. You cannot, will not, shall. 
Come on, 30 seconds, just praise him right there. Come on, something's happening with your praise. Something's happening with your praise. Not only will you live, but he can't touch your family either. Come on, somebody praise right there. Your mama is going to live. Now, oh God, he could release a death decree to kill every male child. Oh, but there was a woman who had an assignment. There was a woman that had an assignment. The assignment was, I'm not going to abort what God has anointed to live. I cannot kill what God has already anointed. And yes, the devil has had a hit out. He's had a hit out on your family. He's had a hit out against your ministry. He's had a hit out against your assignment. But can I tell you tonight that the hit won't work? Can I tell you that the hit won't work? See, because you got to understand that the enemy will go and try to place a hit man spirit against your life to try to trace and track you to surveil you in the spirit where you're under demonic surveillance trying to look for an opportunity to take you out but the witches and the warlocks will not prosper they fasted against you they decreed against you they stood against you but i heard the holy ghost say that the sorcery just came down in this region i need five people to shout right there come on shout right there come on shout right there come on shout right there the legion has got to get out of the region we'll drive you out tonight we'll cast you out tonight we'll push you out tonight you're being evicted tonight the legion is being dismantled in this region come on somebody praise right there oh come on there's a push there i feel a push in the spirit what you're doing is aerial warfare it's in the air come on somebody put your words in there put your words on it put your words on it put your word on it speak over your family speak over your children speak over your body speak over your city speak over your community speak over your pastor and declare life 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 speak over your family and declare revival has come to my entire family come on somebody put it in the air put it in the air put your words in the air and you're gonna see a shift happen come on 30 more seconds open your mouth and put word on it Come on, put word on it. Put word on it. Oh my God. I see strongholds breaking right there. 
I see strongholds breaking right there. There's somebody that's been dealing with a heart condition, but I heard the Lord say, I just healed your heart. Whoever it is, put praise on that right there. Whoever that person is, come quick. If that's you that's been dealing with a heart condition, come up to the front. Somebody healing just took place right there in this room. I break the death decree of the enemy. In the name of Jesus is broken. In the name of Jesus is broken. At that name, demons have to bow. At that name, demons have to flee. At that name, it's the power of the blood. It's the power of the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. The... Come on, somebody shout the blood. Now give him praise right there. Come on, somebody give him praise right there. I see an anointing sweeping through the room right where you are. On the way in the back, there's an anointing sweeping through. Come on, just put your praise there. Open your mouth and decree it because it's yours. Just grab one for me. Come on, somebody praise him right there. This impartation is about to open expansion for you in your life. The Lord says what was held up is about to be released. What you've been waiting for is about to come into your hands. It is so. Come on, somebody praise him right there. Right there. I feel a wave of the anointing in this room. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody bless him. Come on, somebody bless him. Bless him for breakthrough. Bless him for breakthrough. Ramasha. 